Blog Talk Radio. You know, church has become so commercial until we have gotten away from its true purpose. It has become such big business until we allow people to operate and function as long as they have something to bring to the table. People are now more concerned about recording and living in life of the rich and famous rather than knowing Jesus. For the true purpose of the church is so business, not big business. I don't know about you. But I would rather have nothing and no Jesus than to have everything and not know it. You need to confess it today. Good evening. Thank you for tuning in to the Light of Portland broadcast with Pastor Kimberly Black from Greater St. Stephen Missionary Baptist Church in Portland, Oregon. Do you know Jesus? Did you know he could live in your heart if you invite him in? the next song you hear prepare to be blessed of the Lord prepare for a move of Holy Spirit prepare to know Jesus in your heart
What an honor it is to be in with you tonight as we worship the Lord our God. I am so excited that you came to worship with us on tonight, and I hope that song blessed you tonight like it blessed me. Just so glad to be with the saints and family and friends where we can worship the Lord, where we can praise the Lord where we can magnify him and lift up his name. I am Pastor Kimberly Black. I am your host for tonight for the Light of Portland. It is an honor, a privilege, and a pleasure to be able to worship with you. Thank you for allowing us into your homes, uh, letting us ride in your car, sit with you at the job, wherever you may be. Thank you for tuning in to the Light of Portland on tonight. I want you to know that you are in store for a treat. On tonight, we have with us our very own Elder Bruce Mitchell, all the way from Fresno, California, who will be bringing us our word on tonight and taking us to the throne of grace tonight, all the way from St. Paul Missionary Baptist Church Minister Amber Dunbar Brooks. And we're just excited tonight. We're grateful to God tonight. 
for all that he has blessed us with and all that he has um, promised us. Amen. It's coming to pass, and we are truly grateful. I just want to share with you um, an announcement. On October 29th, October 29th, October 29th, at the Greater St. Stephen Missionary Baptist Church, we will be having a prayer and praise session. It will begin at 12 noon, and we want to invite you to come out as we do exactly what it is. We're going to pray, and we're going to praise. That is Saturday, October the 29th at 12 noon. Greater St. Stephen is located at 3605 Northeast Mallory, Portland, Oregon. So I want you to tell everybody to come and gather around the altar with us as we go before the throne of grace, praying for a divine protection over our families, over our churches, over our city, our state, and our nation, asking God to give us wisdom as we prepare to go to the polls. We've got so much to be voting for this November, and we want to make sure we hear God right. And so we're going to come together, um, Pastor David Greenwich, Pastor Mike Dean um, will be with us, um, and many other pastors from the city will be with us, and we are going to be praying, we're going to be praising, magnifying, and lifting up the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus the Christ. So please mark your calendar for Saturday, October 29th at 12 noon at the Greater St. Stephen Missionary Baptist Church for a session of prayer and praise. Amen. I hope you tell your family and friends to join us. Uh, uh, What the world needs now is more prayer. It's time for the prayer warriors to take their rightful place, and that's at the altar. The Bible says we must mourn um, between the altar and the porch. So that means we start at the church, and then we move right on to our house, and we pray, and we fast, and we seek God's face. So we're going to go before the Lord. On October 29th, we hope that you are there. Amen. We hope that you are there. Uh, We're getting ready now to uh, go. We want to honor, amen, I'm so sorry, honor the men and women of God that make this platform possible. Amen. I'm I'm running ahead of myself here. Thank God for the Butterfields, Archbishop Ruth Smith, Pastor Sherelle Pennington, and everybody that preaches on the Light of Portland broadcast, I honor you today, men and women of God. And we're just grateful tonight for all of our callers. Uh, we want to um, go before the throne of grace and prayer. Following that, we will have a song of preparation. And the next voice you hear will be that of our speaker, Elder Bruce Mitchell of Fresno, California. Minister Amber, I yield this call over to you. Thank you, Pastor Black. Good evening, everyone. Thank God for another opportunity to come before his throne of grace. Heavenly Father, we come before you as humbly as we know how, thanking you for everything that you've done for us. We ask you to forgive us for anything that we may have done that would be displeasing in your sight and would hinder this prayer from reaching your throne of grace. 
I thank you that we're not destined for boring prayer lives. I thank you that it's possible for us to experience unhindered prayer with you. Transform us, Lord, and draw us near to you in your mighty name. Increase our faith. Remind us who you are. Answer the doubts and have your gentle spirit with us, Father God. Make us so aware of your might and majesty that we can no longer pray boring prayers, but instead we will sit in by the king who calls us his own. Father, give us a heart that has no will of its own. Make our desires your desires. God, we long to tune our hearts so closely to you right now that as we get up, we can confidently say that we will walk in obedience to your holy and righteous name. I know sometimes, Father, it feels like we come to you with some of the same things over and over again. Help us to not be discouraged, but to find refreshment in the fact that we're strengthening our muscles of surrender and faith. Help us to know that you're working with us even when we can't see it, Father God. We ask that you carry us on this journey of life, Father God, and when doubts and distractions and the everyday give us excuses to stall out, let it be an immediate reminder for us to keep praying and to keep pushing through the obstacles. Your word is clear, Father, that you're calling us to keep praying and to not give up, and I ask that you give us the strength to not give up in your mighty darling son, Jesus' name. Amen.
We love you, Jesus. We certainly do. And I give glory and honor unto our Father tonight. It's a great opportunity again to be in the land of the living. We thank God for our hosts. We thank God for the Butterfields. We thank God for the Portland Broadcast family, certainly Pastor Sherelle Pennington and Pastor Kimberly Black. We definitely thank them for all that they do uh, to make this ministry possible. Uh, Shall we have a word of prayer? Heavenly Father, we thank you again for just another opportunity, O God, to give your word, God, another opportunity uh, just to move in you, Father. God, we give you glory and honor tonight, God. We ask that you would have your way all over this line, O God. We ask that you would move by your spirit, Father. Do as only you would do, Father God. We ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. If you have your Bible with you tonight, I won't be long, but hopefully I'm thorough. If you have your Bibles, we're going to 2 Timothy uh, chapter 4, and I'll be reading verses 5 through 7, with 7 being a familiar verse. It begins, but you be watchful in all things, endure affliction, do the work of an evangelist, fulfill your ministry. For I'm already being poured out as a drink offering, and the time of my departure is at hand. I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. Again, verse 7, I have fought a good fight. I have finished the course. King James says race. I have kept the faith. The title of this sermon tonight is The Fight is on. The fight is on. Come on, somebody out there say the fight is on. The fight is on. It's light now. It's all right now. That's all uh, the old lady kept saying every day for about a month. She kept saying it's all right now. And family and friends decided that they would ask her why she kept saying this every day and so often. And she smiled and she told them, she said, well, I'm at a point in my life where I can honestly say I've done my best, I've lived my best, I've served my best, and I've given my best. And if the Lord calls me home today, it's all right now. And and you see, that's the place we all want to get to. And it's also the place where uh, our apostle, our author, finds himself in this text tonight. He is nearing the end of his life, and he's taking inventory, and Paul declares, I've fought a good fight. I've kept the faith. And it's it's so interesting that I would be into this particular uh, text and this particular subject because just over this last week, I've, I've experienced uh, as an intercessor praying for someone uh, that was right at that edge, right in the, in, in the moment of that time where they were saying it, it's all right now it, it it's okay i'm i'm going to be all right i'm i'm doing fine i'm doing i'm doing well and, and as as me and a team of intercessors would uh pray morning evening and night uh, just to pray them through uh they were all right they were all right they were they were fighting uh the good fight that they had been in they they were staying the course until where they were and they were keeping uh, keeping the faith. Sure, we all want to be able to say this. 
but it doesn't come easy. Getting to the it's all right now place does not come easy. Uh, uh, what the text calls tonight a fight, a fight. And my, my, this was my dear sister, my baby sister. She was tired, but she kept fighting. She kept fighting. And I want the focus tonight to be on the fight. And I want to remind those that are listening tonight on the radio, those that are in their rooms and those that are sitting around their kitchen tables, that, that believers, that there is a war that is going on. Come on, somebody say there's a war going on because too many Christians have become so comfortable and they've become so attached to this world that we no longer fight not to be conformed to it. Come on, somebody. We have become so self-consumed that we no longer fight in prayer and in fasting. I need your prayers tonight because somebody Somebody needs to hear a word tonight. We've become so addicted to material goods that we no longer fight greed. We have become settled with sickness, like it's okay to be sick. We've become uh, content with diseases and and accepting all of the enemy's gains because uh, we no longer want to fight. You see, this battle uh, that we just endured required that we fight in the spiritual realm. I know that's hard for some of you to understand, but somebody out there is going through this exact same battle. You have a loved one, and, and they're fighting for their lives, and you're in the hospital room. You're right up there with them, and you're praying, and you're asking God, what do I need to do? It just seems like my prayer isn't getting through. And some people, not only do you do you pray, but you need to fast with it, and you're asking God, how do I bring Bring my loved one through this. You know, in fact, the average Christian don't even know how to fight the good fight. Mm. Uh, We've traded uh, the weaponry given to us by God for the earthly artillery. Mm, Ain't that something? Uh, God's weapon is, is the blood of Jesus. God's weapon is the name of Jesus. God's weapon gives us the power and the authority to fight this enemy. God's weapon is our instructions before leaving earth. Come on, somebody. I want you to hear me tonight that God gives us instructions, but we sometimes trade them. Uh, our weaponry that he's given us for this this earthly uh, or artillery. I want to remind you tonight that, listen to me, there's a war going on. Yes, I said there is a war going on. Yeah, it, it's an awesome war that's going on, but remember that the weapons of our warfare, they're, they're not carnal, but mighty in God through the pulling down of strongholds. Come on, Second Corinthians 10 and 4. It tells us you've got to use the right weapons. He's given it to us, but it's not a carnal fight. Paul said, I fought a good fight. What kind of war are you fighting tonight? We're called to fight the good fight. Yes, we are. Amen. We're called to keep the faith. Yes, we are. Amen. And we're called to finish the course. I want to focus on on the call to fight tonight. That's that's what I want to focus on. I want to focus on the call to fight. 
Come on, I know somebody out there right now. And as a prayer warrior, as an intercessor for over 20 years, there's been many battles that I've had to endure, spiritual as well as fleshly. And there's been areas where I've made mistakes and I didn't keep and stay strong until the spiritual battle. I, I fell off and I allowed the flesh of me to, to take control of the circumstance or situation and I lost the battle. But listen, we're in a war and there's a call to fight. Listen, the first thing that you have to do if you're going to distinguish that the fight is on because that, 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 that's what the enemy does to you. He puts you in a predicament where you have to say, listen, the fight is on. You, you can't just walk in here like that. You can't just do me like any old way. The first thing you got to recognize is, is, is the call to fight. You see, Paul had to fight in his writings. Remember, he was in jail, so he couldn't physically get there. So he was writing letters, and he was revealing to the churches that one of the greatest fights for the believer is not external, but internal. Come on, somebody out there say internal. I'm, I, I'm in an internal fight. It's an internal fight. It's a, it's a spiritual fight. We must fight, firstly, the internal enemy of the flesh. That's right. That's right. There he goes. Yep. Yep. You're talking about that flesh again, Elderman. Yes. Yes, I am. Because it's that flesh that the Bible records that it's no good thing. It's, it's nothing good can come out of the flesh. Come on, somebody. We must first fight the internal enemy of the flesh. Never forget to win this fight first. You, you have to put the flesh in its place. Paul says we must crucify the flesh. We must mortify the deeds of the flesh. What does that word mortify mean? It's just like in a battle. It's just like in a war and they're throwing mortars that, that blow up large areas. It's the same thing that you're dealing with with your flesh. You've got to get rid of every area that causes harm. Come on, somebody. You got to mortify the deeds of the flesh. That is to treat the flesh like it is not only a defeated foe, but a dead one. Come on, somebody. Come on. I know I got an amen out there. Regard the flesh as an enemy that has been beat up and left dead. Oh, I hear you. I hear you, Paul. If you don't fight with this extreme approach, the flesh will run you and have you doing its bidding. Mm, my God. If you don't fight every day, the flesh will have you sinning every day. If you don't fight every opportunity, every chance you get, come on, Christian, come on, prayer warrior, you got to know that keeps you on your toes, my God. If you don't fight the flesh, it will operate as commander-in-chief in your life. Therefore, tonight, I remind us to fight. I remind us that this meant that we have to put on the whole armor of God, that we may be able to stand against the wiles of the enemy. That, that, that's his trickery. If you don't put on the whole armor, you've got to have your breastplate, breastplate of, of righteousness on. You've got to have on your helmet of salvation. You have to have your feet standing strong with the gospel of peace. You've got to put it all on. Because this enemy that comes at you, he don't come playing games. He don't, he don't come. He comes with trickery. He comes with schemes. He comes with, with, with a lot of different uh, distractions and hindrances. You've got to understand the way he plays his game. Come on, somebody. Somebody said, I'm called to fight. I'm called to fight. Secondly, secondly, 
if we're going to win this battle, if we're going to be called to fight, if we're going to fight on, then we got to understand that the evil one, Satan himself, is who we're battling against. Come on, you got to understand the story. Paul had encounters with the enemy. He, he had encounters with Satan. Satan would try, as the Bible says, to buffet him, to discourage him, to taunt him, to delay him, to entrap him, and defeat him. And guess what? You're no different because God says we're no respecter of man. So the same that he did to Paul is the same that he's doing to you right now. It may look like everything's all lined up, but check your source. Check check the spirit by the spirit. You've got to be able to recognize this enemy and how this enemy plays his game. All throughout Paul's ministry, he had fights with Satan. Satan only fights what's a threat to him in his kingdom. Listen, check your background. If things is going too smooth, you might want to see what you're doing for the kingdom. The kingdom suffers violence, but the violence, take it back by force. We should be fighting back against the wiles and the schemes of the enemy. Be a threat to the enemy and then fight. Too many of us are not a threat to the enemy. In fact, some of us are really a joke to the enemy because our prayer lives have not been set, organized, designated, become uh, 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 strong and disciplined to what God is calling us to be. We must fight this enemy on our knees in prayer and in fasting. Can I get an amen right there? My God. Satan is an identified enemy. You, you know, the, the, the Ephesians uh, 6 and 10 says, be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. And then he tells you why you need to be strong, because it's this enemy. It, it's not flesh and blood that you're wrestling against, but it's those principalities. It's those rulers. It's spiritual wickedness in high places. And then if it's not just the higher uh, 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 hierarchy, it's the lower ones, those imps and demons and, and demonians. I don't want to get you all caught up, but I'm letting you know this is a real fight, and you have got to be willing to fight on. Come on, somebody. Fight not only in prayer and fasting, but you got to learn to fight with the Word of God. Become equipped with this Word. Not only uh, is it the only thing that makes the enemy stand down, being the name of Jesus or the Word of God, but fight with the Word. Listen, as we were around the bed, and I was in California, they were clear back in the Mideast, but I was still on the phone because of technology, and we prayed, and we stood, and we didn't play no games with this enemy. I'm telling you, we used the word of God, and I mean scriptures such as Isaiah 54, 17, no weapon that's formed against you shall prosper. You got to tell the enemy and give him that word of God that is your true weapon. You got to tell them that the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they're mighty through God, through the pulling down of stronger. Use the word of God as your weaponry. It works, people of God. And when you're in a mighty battle with the enemy, with Satan, with his cohorts, you got to come strong with the word of God. I know you want to cry about it. I know you want to tears, but you got to stand up to this enemy. Wipe them tears. Wipe your face and tell the enemy, it's on. You're not just going to run havoc over my family. You're not going to take my finances and take all of my things that we've built up for so long and just take it over. But I'm going to fight you for this. God has given us the power and authority to fight 
Luke 10 and 19 says, I've given you power and authority over the enemy, over the scorpions, the serpents, and all the power of the enemy. And nothing, nothing by any means shall harm you. Come on, man of God, woman of God, hear your weapons. I want to hear God say to us, I've made up my mind. This is us talking. I'm not going to lose the war. I'm, I'm going to fight the good fight. I'm going to keep the faith. I'm going to finish my course because I want my crown, don't you? I want to hear him say, well done, thy good and faithful servant. You've stood in times of necessity. You've stood when, when your back was against the wall. Come on, against this enemy, against Satan. You've stood just like Paul stood. Come on, somebody tonight needs to hear this. They've got their back up against the wall, and they're trying to figure out, what do I do? They've already begun to crucify their flesh, and now they're going against this enemy because he's brought an onslaught against them. Well, can I tell you tonight that you have the power and authority? Can I tell you tonight that you have the weaponry to fight this enemy? Come on, somebody. Yeah, you have it. Yeah, I want to hear him say, well done, Elder Mitchell. Well done, Bruce. You've done well, son. You've done good, my, my good and faithful servant. Come on, fight on, people of God. Fight on. We're soldiers in the Lord's army. So first, you've got to make sure when you're in this fight and the fight is on, you have to make sure that you're not fighting your flesh. You've got to make sure that the flesh is under control, the call to fight. Secondly, you've got to make sure that you know who you're fighting against, the evil one, Satan himself. And thirdly and lastly, if you're going to be in this fight, and the fight is on with the enemy, you have to fight for your victory. The Bible says we have already won, and therefore there is laid up on me a crown of righteous judge shall give me at that day, and not to me only, come on somebody, but unto all them also that loves his appearing. This means we've already have the victory in Christ Jesus. We are more than conquerors, a woman of God, man of God. We can do all things through Christ, which gives us strength. In this, it is the confidence that we know. What did verse 5 say? Because it helps assure us of our work and our assignment. But it says, but watch thou in all things. That means keep your eyes open. Be sober. Be vigilant. Because the enemy is trying to come at you. It tells us, endure affliction. You're going to go through some stuff, but you already got the victory. Do the work of an evangelist. Make full proof of thy ministry. Know that you fought a good fight. Know that you stayed the course. Know that you finished and kept the faith. Come on, somebody. Remember what we said tonight. One, you're called to fight. Not in the flesh. Come on, somebody. Secondly, your fight is against the evil one. It's against the enemy, Satan. That's who you fight, not your brother, not your sister. But this fight is against the enemy. And third, fight for your victory. You've already earned it. You've already received it. Christ has already died. He's already, the lamb's blood has already been given for you and for me. And so you already have the victory. So remember, you're called to fight. The fight's against the enemy, and you fighting for your victory. It's already yours. Let's close in prayer. 
Father, we thank you for, again, another opportunity, God, that we can come and just decree and declare what you've said and what you've placed in our spirit, God. We thank you tonight, Father, that you've already went before us, God. We thank you you've already set the captives free, God. We thank you you've already made our road, Father God. You put a light in our path, God, and a lamp to our feet, God. We thank you tonight that you've already shown up and showed out, God. And that's why it's easy for us to say it's all right. It's well. Whatever happens, it's all right, God. And we thank you, Father God, for all that you're doing, God. Now, touch one that's out there tonight, God. Touch them. They're fighting this fight, God. They're not sure how, God. We pray tonight, God, that you would rest into their spirit, God, and give them, Father God, what's so desperately needed for them to run this race so they can finish the course, God, and that they can have the faith, God. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. And thank God. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. What a mighty word on tonight. Thank you so much, Elder Mitchell, for encouraging us as we stay in the fight. And we remember that we are in this fight And we have everything that we need, conquerors, hallelujah, and to walk in our victory. Thank you tonight for sharing out of your heart on tonight. Uh, We pray for you, Elder Mitchell. You, um, I, I know that you'll be headed back to Kansas City to be with your family. And so we are praying for you and your family as you celebrate the life of your baby sister. So we Uh, Just keep you lifted up before the Lord. And as we pray for you, may what you preach to us tonight strengthen you even the more. Every step that you take headed towards home, may God strengthen you, comfort you, and keep you. Well, my brothers and sisters, you know it don't take all night and all day for the Lord to have his way. And we've been blessed with an awesome word. I hope you've been blessed tonight. I hope that you have received something that is going to encourage you, that's going to strengthen you, and that's going to help you stay in the fight and keep the faith. And until next Sunday, may the Lord watch between me and thee while we're absent, one from another. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. I love you, and there's nothing you can do about it. Be blessed, my brother. Be blessed. Standing at a crossroads, what do you do? Real sweet, when a fork is in the road, when the world is on your shoulders, when your back is up against the wall, come on. What do you do? You hold on and keep the faith.
somebody on your road. Stay. Come on. Tell somebody sitting around you, keep the faith. Come on, encourage somebody else. Keep the faith. Come on, where do you look? When there's nowhere else to look. Where do you turn? When there's nowhere else to turn. Where do you go? When there's nowhere else to go. What do you do? When there's nothing else to do. You got to remember, you're in the master's hand. And the master has a plan. So hold on.
Keep the faith. Keep the faith.